Well, here's something that you didn't know. Two of those special atomic bombs haven't gone off. Oh, <laughs> I like Aww. this Lawrence, nice. Lawrence dog. Nice. <clears throat> All right, um, everybody, welcome to episode three of Fantasy CTE. Uh, if you are watching live, I don't know if you're watching live. I have no way of telling that. This is our first time doing a YouTube live, but this is going to be where we uh, where we do our live uh, broadcasts in the future. So, uh, if you want to watch, we're going to be doing. Every Monday night, we're actually going to start on the Thursday night. Our, our next episode is going to be kickoff special, Thursday night football, September 10th. And we're going to do a pregame show podcast, fantasy podcast. So we're going to be doing pregame fantasy podcasts for the Thursday and then every Monday night football, before every Monday night football game. And we're also going to be doing a, uh, a DraftKings uh, tournament where you can play we're gonna play against each other and you can play against us and hopefully at some point we'll get some sponsors to throw up some prizes uh, so you can actually win something for listening to this dumb podcast <laughs> but not tonight tonight Lonnie's frozen for a second uh, oh also before I get it before we get into what we're doing tonight we are now available on Spotify. So if you listen, if you want to just listen to the podcast, you want to watch it live or watch us in person, you can now listen. You can download the podcast and listen on Spotify and on Anchor. And hopefully we'll be up on uh, some of the other websites soon as well. It'll be available to more people. As long as we keep doing this and you guys keep liking it. So, <clears throat> um, all right. This is our pre-draft special. We've been talking about the uh, first couple episodes. We've been talking about leagues, different setups, different issues. This is the – we're going to get you – we're going to tell you everything that we think – right, sorry, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me do introductions. Once again, I'm Nick Masick, Vital DeJuiced on the upper left, <laughs> and Lonnie Cox is on the bottom today. Thank you for joining us. We are Fantasy TE. Um, so we're going to tell you everything that we think that you should know before – going into your fantasy drafts, which are probably coming up this week, that will still most likely uh, fall dramatically short of what you need to know for your draft, but we're going to tell you anyway what we think. Um, do you guys have anything to add, anything uh, exciting that happened in the last couple of days? doesn't have to be fantasy. No, not really. Cool. I haven't been a long time. I know. Well, they don't – I mean, we don't – I don't know exactly how far the <laughs> podcasts have been spaced out, but whatever. Episode three, we're charging into it. Um, before we get into – Draft advice, though, uh, quick shout out. I think on the last episode, I was uh, talking about how what a just complete disaster one of my other leagues is with my cousins. <laughs> shout out to Commissioner Nardi. He actually tuned in and listened because I told him I was wearing dirty <laughs> laundry from that league uh, for public consumption. And he actually listened and he, he, he liked some of the suggestions. And he's since then, in the last, over the past weekend, figured out everything that we need to for that league so that league got his shit together got his hey, shit look together. at that enacting real change <laughs> right he, he just it's you know I, it was most it was all a, mostly a ruse anyway the whole threat <laughs> to quit. like he just does it for ratings so <laughs> i respect the hell out of that i mean that's let's be honest stirring up league-wide controversy in a league that's been running for that long i mean it's i don't know how many years they are in but We'll, have, we'll probably have him on as a guest at some point. He's a good, good time. He also made a correction from last week, uh, last episode. 
I kept referring to, oh man, I'm going to fucking mix them up again. I think I kept referring to upcoming Labor Day weekend as Memorial weekend, which I always do. I always mm-hmm. do. Uh, yeah. just the same to me, but I know. Well, to be fair to you, neither, neither Vital or I caught it and Vital is a veteran. So he didn't <laughs> right. even notice it. Well, you know, yeah, what? but I'm not listening to Nick when he talks. I'm just waiting for my turn. Right, <laughs> right. Okay. That's a good point. That's really simple. Cool. Well, if I wish you, uh, if I say thank you for your service on Labor Day, just smile and nod and assume that I say that. You're not supposed to thank veterans for their service on Memorial Day. <laughs> right, right, right. When are you supposed to do that? I do it it's all. about the, uh, the passed away veterans, you know? Like. Right. Thank you for, I don't know, I'm not going <laughs> to anymore. I mix them up. Let's just say that. At a barbecue. Right. Okay. Fair. All right. Um, so anyway, Labor Day weekend is coming up, whatever that means. Uh, also, he made a good suggestion as far as uh, team names. We talked about a lot of rules about team names, but he was also was like, you know, if you're going to go, you can also throw in some other interesting pun twists like uh, naked and afraid of collusion. Like that would be a great one potentially also. So you don't have to stick pop, with so your – So some pop culture references yeah. can be thrown into right. the – yeah. Throw that in I the had notes. a great league name. My league, one of my league names last year was uh, Antonio Brown's Helmet. So anything that's just topical news, I think, can get can get thrown in there. That's great. Lots of Game of Thrones references for like the past four years before it started sure. to suck. I remember that. There are a lot of those. <laughs> so that's that's good. We'll probably, I'm sure there'll be a bunch of like political election right this year. So it'll be yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to see what people come up with for their team names. Is it just me though, or does, do you guys feel like football's not starting yet? Like, is it weird? Uh, it's weird. It's Very weird. weird. Because I kind of don't believe it. I know it's happening, but I'm all like, are you guys going to change? It's just weird. I don't know. Dude, no Hall of Fame game this year. No preseason. No, like, college football would have been starting, like, this week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, I think that means we're right around the corner. Nothing. Because you've always got that garbage, which they had. They had that this week at the garbage college football game. And this was, like, Central Arkansas and Austin Peay. You've always got the that. Then it's like next, the next Saturday is like some dope games. Then the next Saturday, it's like, okay, football season. Yeah. And then yeah. also the fact that NBA playoffs, like I've been watching some NBA playoffs, and that's totally I mean, off too. If we can get this done quickly, that would be great because the heat yeah, uh, right, tip right. off at 630. Yeah, exactly. oh, I'm excited to watch it, but oh, I don't want to. Like, oh, no, we're, gonna, we're going all the way. Oh, I think <laughs> I hope. I'm excited about that game too. So, yeah, yeah. But let's not rush into anything. We're gonna get, we'll get to the game. Don't worry. Um, to make football season feel real, though, we're gonna have we have a special dick pick six draft lottery right now. Before we get into our draft suggestions, we are actually going to determine the order of our draft, the league that the three of us play in, the dick pick six fantasy football league, along Woo! with seven other comedians who some may or may not be watching. Once again, I still have no idea how this works and if we can tell if you're watching or not. But if you're watching, I just want to show – this is very legitimate. We're going to do this the fairest way possible by using this hat. Okay. <laughs> you're listening. That's the only hat pick, we can use. You couldn't use like, a toilet. It is. <laughs> it's not the only hat we can use because clearly I'm wearing another hat, but it's the hat we're going to use. Okay. That's the commissioner laying, <laughs> laying down the law. That's right. This is a this is a non-negotiable <laughs> a, a rule of the league with an iron fist. Now, I'll show you how this is going to go, though. 
Uh, yeah, but this is it's mostly just to prevent, make sure that there's no foul play because the Patriots have never been accused of anything like that in right. the history of their organization. And uh, I think everyone can agree that this is the best way to do it. Um, tough shit because nobody else is here. So before it, we it, move it, on, before we move yeah. on, I just want to mention one thing: Cam Newton has been balling at practice supposedly uh, yeah i saw that um, yeah me too bro i ball out of practice too like, what are we talking about <laughs> practice we have nothing else to talk about is practice this feels, right feel like the week is starting all right so yeah that's exciting though i'm excited about what we'll it is so right here in my hand i have folded up pieces of paper with everybody's name from the league i'm gonna try to make sure they don't get stuck on each other i'm putting them now in this Hat that represents all things equal and fair in the NFL. And Do you want me to write them down as they come off? I was going to write them down, but you can write them down too. It's, yeah, it's okay. So I'm not looking at the hat. You can see this. I'm going to do this extremely. I have one name. First pick for the Dick Pick 6 Fantasy Football League. I'm actually not even, you're going to see it at the same time that I see it. John Mullins. Hey, motherfucking hey, Sean Mullins. Mullins. God damn it. I, oh, I knew he was going to get first. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, Who do you think Sean Mullins' first pick going to be? I don't know. Oh, man. Saquon, for sure. He's a Giants fan. Really? Oh, oh yeah, he's right. he is Giants, right? He is, he's hardcore Giants. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes Saquon. Um, That's a solid pick. All right. Or maybe he'll do get like be like an emotional team sp- player and just get like da- daniel jones, daniel jones. Oh, could you imagine? i think that'd be great i would love to see that son of a bitch sean you just knew sean was going to be the first he you knew he was going to get first like the first year in the league everything he like walks through shit and you know his shoes come out, comes out brand new shoes that's all i meant to say right. white privilege that's <laughs> it's beyond beat him back to back weeks man everything he touches turns to gold it's great all right second pick in the draft. Hey! <laughs> I like it. I like it. You watched it. You saw it. I, you know. All right. Can't complain about that. Second pick in the draft. Okay. All right. Now, it's why, this is why we're doing it this way with you guys witnessing, because otherwise they'd be like, there's no fucking way they got second pick in the draft. And Steve Lamb. Steve <laughs> The undeserving. Steve, I don't know if Steve's actually listened to our podcast yet, but I told him I saw him today and he started asking me a question. He's like, are they even going to have a league? I'm like, Steve, we covered this in episode two. And he, I was like, I'm not, you can't ask me. Like he constantly asks me questions, which you have already answered. You're not going to watch the podcast. Fourth. Pick. All right. Lonnie number four. Lonnie Cox. Congratulations. Bro, I where am I at? <laughs> Top five. It's a good season for me. A nice spot to be in. I'm yeah. done, guys. That's it for me. I'm out of here. Did you? I don't care if you put the game on, whatever. No, we got to get people ready for their draft, though. Especially Steve, in case he ever listens to the podcast. Who really needs to? Next is it's like Cam. 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 Cam Bertrand, number five. All right. Now we're on the bottom half. Here we go. I'm not happy. Next, we've got. Rob. Rob Keller. Rob, you are number six. Vital, man. You, at this point, you might as well just hope for the 10th pick and so you can get two picks. That is the best option. That is, that's actually not a bad thing to hope for. I, was, I, would, I don't mind being last person. Oh, me neither. I would take it. Oh. Hey. <laughs> you want to be last. You're seventh. I don't know. 
All it's right. not terrible. Hey, it's a snake draft, man. I I don't love seventh though. I think you got five. Yeah, seventh <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> Eighth pick in our draft is Jay. Jay guy. Hey. All right, ninth. We have Stephanie Wood. Stephanie Wood. Which means, by default, the last pick is going to be. Warren Scott, Warren, Warren Scott. <laughs> which I think is both uh, ironic and slightly unfair because Warren. But he left. gets the. It's a snake draft, though. It's a snake draft. So no, it's not. He's gonna get ten and eleven. He'll still That's, find a way to fuck it up. So no, no I'm matter sure what. I, yeah, I I don't feel bad at all because the snake draft. He's gonna get to draft back to back, but. He also did come in last place last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> coming in last place, having to tell knock-knock jokes, and losing the draft lottery. Rough, rough year for one. No, if anything, I would, say, I would say Vital lost the draft lottery. Yeah, Vital. Being at number seven, that's, that's a Vital and Jay. I'm looking at my options. I was like, I get, like, second tier, and then maybe the bottom <laughs> of the third tier. Right, right. Like, so draft Vitale's shoot. out of the top five, so he's not getting the top five quarterback <laughs> or running back. That just, just ain't happening. So, since we're already talking, this is exactly why we did this, because we're going to start talking. Let's, let's get people ready for their drafts. Um, so, now that we know our positions, let's, let's start breaking it down position by position. Um, what do you guys – or, or let's start – let's just talk about first round. Like, what do you think – what do you expect to have happen? First rounds, what are you looking at? What are you thinking about? And we'll start – like, you know, Lonnie, you're near the top. I'm, a, I'm near the top. Vital's near mm-hmm. the bottom. So, I mean, my draft strategy is always going for – of course, I mean, the people that are going to score the highest points, right? And for some reason, whatever reason, for the last couple of years, quarterbacks fall out of that. Thing. I shouldn't give too much away here, but if there's a quarterback available that I think is worth better, like let's say Sean, Nick, and Steve all take the top three running backs, I'm going quarterback uh, with that with that pick. I'll just I'll be I'll be open with it right now. Okay, that's interesting. I'm going to go yeah, quarterback. That's not going to change my strategy at all. Um, I so I like I agree with what you're saying in terms of the most points scored. Here's the thing, though, and this is something you have to remember about our league, or I don't know if you do remember this about our league last year we only had one starting running back position and we played half ppr we had a bunch of flex positions and i did that to make it easy for the newbies like steve who'd never played before just mm-hmm. to kind of acclimate them to fantasy football sure. uh, the very like user-friendly very easy to play league because you didn't have to worry too much about how many running backs how many wide receivers like you could kind of play whatever you needed to play this year, I changed our, both our roster and our scoring format. So now we have two running backs that you have to start every week, two running back slots, and we're going full PPR. Now, the reason I did both of those things simultaneously is because I, like Lonnie, have always been kind of a half PPR guy because I don't like devaluing running backs. Mm-hmm. But if we have two mandatory starting running back positions – you can't like the running backs have value regardless of, of how you score PPR. I mean, some running backs are going to score more, obviously you catch more passes, but you still have to play two running backs. It doesn't matter if they're, but you know, the, the rankings that's going to shift the ranking system quite substantially yep. uh, because now, you know, a guy like Derek Henry's value decreases pretty substantially 
where a guy like uh, Alvin Kamara goes way, way up. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones got to mm-hmm. be top 10 if we're doing PPR then. Right. He might be. Yeah, he might be. But I, but still, having two starting running backs, Derrick Henry is still incredibly valuable. That's exactly, right. So, of course. Yeah, I don't think it'll shift the rankings that much. You're going to see a, sl- a couple guys go up, a, up and down a couple slots. And Derrick Henry's right. Yeah, down. it's really – it's the NFL. It's only a couple guys. It's only a you couple know. guys, yeah, and it's only really in the first round or two, maybe. Mm-hmm. But well, and then also towards the the later rounds, then you're gonna you have to draft a little bit differently than you would, uh, because now you know he's not playing this year. But a guy like Albert Wilson for the Miami Dolphins, you know, mm-hmm. if he's catching 14 passes a game, his his value is skyrockets sure. in a PPR league. Yeah, absolutely. you know, he might have Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball to him, and he might have 36 yards at the end of the game. Yep. But if he's catching all those balls. You know, Michael Thomas, big. Jarvis Landry, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think about guys like Julian Edelman and Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Just PPR monsters who, who don't rack up a ton of yardage always, but they mm-hmm. just, they just you know, they're getting double-digit catches almost every game. Right. Mm-hmm. So those guys, yeah, their value definitely goes up significantly with the PPR and, and you know, having that. But, like I said, we still – running backs are still a top priority to me because – you have to, there's gonna be 20 running backs playing between our 10 teams every wow. single week. Think about that. 20 running That's backs a lot. are gonna be started minimum every week. Minimum, right? Because still yeah, some people. I mean, I, I'm a big uh, running back flex. Yeah, anyway. I like running back flex. But you, and this year, because it's PPR, though, you might not be as much. Might change exactly. Might change but you know, like a second string running back that plays for a pass heavy team that can catch mm-hmm. the ball, his yeah. value. He might be a, a flex-worthy player on, depending on the matchup that week. Absolutely. But, but so, all right, in terms of the running back position, because it's usually conventional wisdom always says go heavy running back early in the mm-hmm. draft. Yes. And the reason being because you look at our league, we only have 10 teams, but 20 running backs are going to have to start every week. You don't have 20 running backs who are the guy, period, no. in the league. Mm-hmm. And how, many, how many teams, how many guys are, how many running backs do you think there are that are like the guy? You know, eight, three down, backs, three down backs, 12. You think there's 12, three down? Backs? I mean, maybe, maybe between, I would say between eight and 12 just depends on, on, uh, on how you look at them, but I would say yeah. they're not that many. There are no. Yeah. So you're going to be looking at a lot of committees, uh, running back committees in that second tier mm-hmm. for your second starter, you're running back too. Um, all right. So Vital, you're down near the bottom of the first round. Let's say theoretically we, we see a bunch of running backs and uh, Lonnie maybe gets quarterback. Um, you get down to seven. Say a guy, what are you looking at there? Like, let's say a guy like Michael Thomas is sitting there at seven. Right. Do you think about receiver at that point? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, no. I actually got to pass him <laughs> up, man. At, at that point, all the, if all the top tier running backs are gone, I got to go for a QB. I hopefully – Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson is available at that point, which it could be seventh, but I still should be able to grab them or running back. But also remember, Vital, I mean, it's something to consider is that at seven, let's say Lamar is gone, all of those running backs are gone, Patrick is gone. you still got Deshaun Watson. you still got Russell Wilson. you still got Dak Prescott. Like, you still got three very, very high-scoring quarterbacks that are going to be on the board. I don't know if I believe in them as much as, like, everyone else, man. Because I had Prescott last year, dude. He's so inconsistent. He's killed me so many games, dude. Was that Dak or Russell? Dak. Oh, yeah, Dak. Russell's pretty consistent. But Dak, dude, ugh. 
I can't. I don't know if I can draft him again. I think there's something that we don't know because his value this year skyrocketed. That's so, what I'm saying. I don't see it though. Oh, I don't it see it. Mike McCarthy. It's a Mike McCarthy. That's option. it. That's, That's a good why. point. It's Mike McCarthy. Yes. <laughs> it's, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the answer. But all right. But then also remember. I mean, let's say you know this year because of Lamar last year, we're we're really valuing the dual threat quarterbacks. But an Aaron Rodgers or a fucking Drew Brees, always a solid pickup. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be back this year. Yep. He, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger won me my league oh, before. Yeah. He's so definitely capable of it. So th- yeah. that's, that's, and that's, I think, why I don't know if I buy into the whole first-round quarterback thing. I do like Kyler Murray as a dual threat. Mm-hmm. He's got weapons mm-hmm. like crazy, too. And they're probably yeah. going to be paying catch-up because I don't think their defense is very good. So that, he's probably going to be one of those. He might be a top three, top four. Quarterback. He what is. He is. Think, yeah. What we saying? What round do you guys think Brady gets picked up in? Twelve. Because mm. he's got a bunch of weapons on his team, but like I don't see anyone picking him up like at all, like in the first like no. three rounds. He's gonna be in a ten-team, twelve-team league. He's gonna be a backup. Uh, he's gonna be. I would say so. Twelfth round, probably. And he oh, like, I don't think he'll go that far. Him. I think he will fall pretty fast. I think he gets picked up with the Matt Ryans and the and the yeah. you know the the okay. uh, Matt Staffords and the, and the, and that. But if that, I think uh, that might be my little sleeper pick. Like, all right, sneak in there just to get points and use it as a trading option, dude. I yeah. think he's gonna ball out this year. I think he's gonna ball out in terms of winning. I don't right. think they care about the stats. Like, and they had a pretty good defense last year too. And I think they're going to try to work the running game. And I mean, I think he's going to be good. Don't get me wrong. I love I'm fucking Tampa Bay bandwagon all the way. But I don't fantasy wise. I I see him. Yeah, I see him towards the bottom of the draft. I think he's a backup. He's not your starter. He's. I feel the complete opposite. I think Brady wants to prove that it's been him winning, not Belichick. I think he's going to ball the fuck out, dude. But that's I really about believe winning. He's going to try his hardest this year. But that's like, not fantasy stats. That's just winning. That's I mean, you. I bet he scores, dude. I'm telling you, he's gonna throw it. I yeah, feel that. Yeah. And then Cam up there taking his spot, he's gonna show everybody, dude. All well, right, so and we, remember, let's remember the division that they play in with New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta. Those teams put the ball in the fucking air, man. Yeah, those, they those have no pass defense, dude. Ah, scoring games. That's, that's a good point. That's true. All right, so who are you taking? You taking Cam in New England with his legs, or are you taking Brady in Tampa with his arm? Oof, that's a tough one, but I'm going to go yeah. Cam. I'm going to go Brady because of his weapons, dude. It's not only that. He's got such a good core of receivers around him, dude. Oh, yeah. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby <laughs> Brissett. Bro, Jacoby Brissett was up 35-7 to oh. on the Colts. <laughs> Or, like, I, I don't know who it was, bro, but, like, in the first quarter, Jacoby Brissett had four touchdowns. <laughs> he, Brissett's not – he's not terrible, though. He's still he's – No, like, he's not, but, he's, he but Cam is here? way better, which is my point. I agree. I, I don't know who's more accurate. Jacoby Brissett? Is I'm it? not yep. sure who's, yeah. who's the more accurate quarterback. All right, so along the lines of running back, let's talk uh, running back strategies. Let's say you go – Big top five, like because we're in because some of us are in position to do that, not fatal necessarily. But let's say you go big on a running back, you're going to go for one of the super studs like Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara. How much do you prioritize a handcuff for that running back? Where are you looking at? So let's say it's Alvin Kamara and his 
you know, still a productive running back, but his handcuff is definitely, uh, help me out. What's his name? Uh, the guy that used to play for the, for the Raiders and, and Latavius Murray, right? Latavius Murray. Great. He's a monster. When Baller. Very inconsistent though. Uh, he's inconsistent, but not when he's the starter. When he's the starter, he balls right. out. That's what I'm saying. Like he's As a backup, he's just a backup. But he's a handcuff for Alvin Kamara. He's not a guy you're necessarily going to play unless you absolutely have to. Kamara goes down, which he's had some injuries the last mm-hmm. couple of years, little nicked-up things where he didn't play a couple of games. How much do you prioritize Latavius Murray if you've got Kamara? What round are you thinking? Kamara's obviously first round. Are you – you know, I've never, to be honest, I've never been a big handcuff kind of guy. Okay. Never really bought into the handcuff. You know, there's a lot of, like, old school wisdom when it comes to fantasy football that I just never really buy into. Okay. You know, like like a defense in the eighth round. Fuck that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Defense for me is, is going to be the last. Those high-end defenses, mm-hmm. you know, unless, unless it's like the Ravens in 2005, I'm not, I'm not doing it, you know? Yeah. I think I agree with you on the defense, and I've been suckered in the past. I think last year mm-hmm. I took Chicago probably in the eighth round. Right. I took. I also got screwed with Baker Mayfield. My whole season was – Sure. <laughs> I still almost made the playoffs with some trades, but it was – But then just go look to show you, like, I took the Patriots in the in last the, round. The last round, yes, right. exactly. And almost always – it seems like just about every year there's a defense that comes out of nowhere that nobody nowhere. was expecting. Remember the Jags when they did that? And then the next year, the Jags weren't that good, their defense. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, you, I feel like it's hard to do that. It's hard to pick one of those defenses. But the and Jags, you know what? It's going to be even harder after that year. Which one? What was that? They traded uh, one of their players, right? The corner They're the done. That whole team is gone. That whole yeah. They had six yeah. Pro Bowlers on their defense. Every That's single one of them is gone. Jalen Ramsey, uh, Telvin Smith. Yeah, the guy just went to the uh, Vikings yesterday. Can, I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah. Um, but they're – and then they yeah, cut they, Leonard Fournette today. Did they cut? They cut Why Leonard Fournette. Why are they Fournette good today? in their team? Oh, <laughs> we should have ended that. That's news, man. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, that is news. I forgot about that. So wait, all right. So who's the who's the starting running back now for uh, um, the yeah. other maybe Yeldon, right? Isn't that his name? TJ Yeldon. I think yeah, if he still plays for them. He's still um, I wonder if they're gonna sign somebody. Who's out there? Right? I'm sure they will, but um, or, or didn't they pick up one of those guys in the draft? Didn't they pick up a good running back in the draft? Not nobody high. No, they didn't no. Pick any like high draft picks. No, you I, know, man, it's funny, dude. Like, you see these teams that they just kind of don't know what they're doing. You know, like yeah. the Pats are just top to bottom, a fucking top tier organization in sports. Yeah. And then just like uh, some teams just don't have the those people in the front office. They don't really understand what they're doing. They can't control the personalities on the field, and they don't know what they're doing. They yeah. cut people. They lose. They were one game away from the Super Bowl two, three have. years ago. By the way, they should have – I mean, I think they should have won that Super Bowl. They should have beat the Pats in the AFC Championship game. They were a better team. They got outcoached, yeah. but they were a better team. Right. Overall, even with Blake Portals, better team. Um, they should have won that game up 10 at the half. And then yeah. they, I think they would have beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl that year. I think Possibly, they were yeah. Superior football team to everybody else. They're, they're a, a cut above, and they just couldn't get their shit together. But the weird thing is they have one of the best owners in football. Like, he's, you know, Shad Khan. Like, they lo- his players love him. They revere love him. him. Yeah. He's just, like, one of the most beloved, you know, ownership characters. And, and it doesn't make sense that there's not that good continuity coming from the top down, you know, 
um, because you look at other owners that are beloved and they're usually in pretty consistent organizations. So. Well, and then another, but another thing to consider is you've maybe got what five coaches in the NFL that are worth anything. Everybody else is like a toss up random, like, Oh, let's see, let's mm -hmm. hope he's the next Belichick. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and those guys aren't, they're not leaving very often, you know, like Dallas got lucky with Mike McCarthy, <laughs> Super Bowl winning coach, but you know, we're not, there's not that many of them, you yeah, know, there's I mean, look what happened at, you know, Nick Saban coming to the NFL. Everybody was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And then, oh. yeah, you know, yeah. and he couldn't control any of the dolphins. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> not at all. Uh, dolphins were a mess back then though. Um, all right. So that's, so we got, we covered some of the important positions. It's really, I think the defense this year, I'm buying into the whole like streaming your defense idea. The hard part with that is, well, I mean, I just drafting them late. Maybe I'll take two late and see if one of them hits. I don't know. Um, it's, it's hard to prioritize like a bench spot for your, for an extra. You know, the, also the defenses, the way they work is, is you're going to have like one or two that are going to be like amazing. Yeah. And then three to 32, it's not that big of a difference. So yeah. defenses can, are really hit or miss. I pick you know, up defense weekly based on the matchup. That's yeah. how I do it, dude. And whatever well, I, Last year I best. picked up in my other league, whoever played the Dolphins, I picked them up. I did that. I do that <laughs> I a lot, that and I love the Dolphins, but I need yeah. points. <laughs> yes, and that worked out really well until the like later part of the season. <laughs> like the first yes. half of the season, they, that was a solid. They still get turnovers, just so you know, and those are points. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so but a team. Let's let's talk the number one ranked defense, the 49ers. Would you, if they're sitting there, round nine, round ten, would you be tempted? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. who's around? I I'd probably pick them up. I'm just saying, you, you got all your starters filled. You got maybe an extra running back and wide receiver on your bench. Would you go Niners before you go backup quarterback? Yeah. I mean, if it's like if we're in that garbage time of the draft where it's mm -hmm. just like, you know, you're kind of just throwing darts at a dartboard and like, oh, maybe he'll hit, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I would do it. If they were if they were on the board, I would do it. Yeah, that's I a rookie time, bro. <laughs> right, right. The only thing you can the only concern I have with the 49ers this year is with their defense. I think their defense is going to be just monstrous, but that division looks better on offense. Everybody they play is going to be, I think, going to be better. I think. All yeah. three of their division opponents are going to be tough. Dude, that division is crazy. It went from like a laughing stock to the best division in football in, yeah. in two years or three years. It's really crazy. Yeah. They've, they've always been up and down, though. Like, even since they formed mm -hmm. that division, they're like, you don't, yeah. yeah, a couple of the teams are Super Bowl contenders, too. Like, the rest are, you know, bottom feeders. They're right. always fluctuating up and down a lot. Um, but yeah, this year, I think that division is going to be fun to watch. All right. So let's talk, let's get into wide receivers. What do you guys? What are your thoughts on wide receivers? How do you feel about them? This wide, this year's wide receiver class, it's very interesting. It's supposed to be a very deep class of wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Where are you looking at loading up at wide receiver? Because we have two wide receiver spots as well as two flex positions too. Oh, we have two flex. Yeah, we. I, I expanded Ooh. our roster this year, so we're going to have two starting wide receivers, one running back wide receiver flex, and one. Uh, just general flex, which can be a wide receiver, a running back, or a tight end. Okay. So we're playing one more. So you could potentially play two running backs and four wide receivers. Sure. Roster. What do you? But you can also play, you know, three running backs, two tight ends, whatever. You have this. That's the whole flexibility of the flex. But what are you thinking for wide receivers? Where are you going to start targeting guys? Who do you like? Who do you not like? Who's overvalued? Hmm. 
Uh, I'm definitely probably going to start. I usually go for second-tier wide receivers. I never bite on the big guys. I don't know. They're so hit or miss. Like, people go so hard for Odell. Like, he's going to change the game for them. And, like, he gets maybe three, four big games a year. Right. Yeah, he really really fucked me over last year. I think Odell's going to be a pretty good value this year because he's not going to get drafted very high. (laughs) Right, he's coming up. He wasn't healthy last year, and they, we didn't. Nobody knew that. I don't think they weren't really upfront about that because he still played every game. But this year, right. they're talking about the Browns this year, maybe being like we always we thought the Browns were going to be last year. So maybe <laughs> buying Browns. It always stuff. works that way, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe it. No. Would you take? I mean, would you go Jarvis Landry over Odell this year? That's. I don't think I would go that. I would. Really? Consistency wise, for sure, dude. I think Odell's going to bounce back, man. I think he's going to have a good year. I don't. I wouldn't go high in like first or second round, but I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, you know, somebody who I I also got really screwed over with last year, but is I, I expect a big year from this year is uh, Juju. I got him in the I got him maybe in the second round, um, and then the, the before I knew it, I, I blinked my eyes and the Steelers are on their fourth string quarterback. Yeah. He always uh, had a really bad season last year, like mm-hmm. rough-wise, like all the injuries and everything. So yeah. Juju has to do better. I drafted him in one of my leagues too, really got. Yeah, he was a disappointment last year. I think, yeah, I think yeah. he's going to bounce back. Um, Adam Thielen's a guy who I think is going to have a – everybody's talking about him having a great camp and just mm-hmm. being a number one guy. And he's got this, you know, blazing fast rookie – off to this who they're going to have to double probably just because of his speed i think justin jefferson he's probably not going to be get a huge target share but i don't think he's single coverable so mm-hmm. that's going to help Thielen tremendously some one guy who's also i, I don't want to give too much away here man because i've got you know we're, we're also <laughs> drafting against each other here, but, <laughs> um you know uh a guy that, that kind of slipped under the radar uh, is stefan diggs man josh allen i saw mm-hmm. him in person last year i went to a game yeah. And Josh Allen can throw the football. He's huge. He's like 6'6", 6'7", long arms, and he puts the ball where it needs to be. I I think he can make any throw on the field. I think you're right. And he's actually a guy who also has those hidden rushing yard bonuses. He's a guy who I like in maybe like the fourth or fifth round mm-hmm. starting. I love him as far as if, if you can get him in one of those middle rounds, man, I think he would be a huge Josh guy. Allen. I mean, just as a football fan and specifically a quarterback fan, I love watching a quarterback in their development. Josh Allen has the tools. I don't know if he'll get there, but he could potentially be one of the best players in the NFL at, at one point in his career. I, I completely agree. He's got I mean, mm-hmm. potential in the future. So it's, they also have a really good defense. Yeah. The Bills are scary. They're like under the radar, but they are a good team. Yep. And, but the defensive strength might hinder his, like his ceiling for, for fantasy points, just because Mm -hmm. they're probably not going to be as many shootouts, you know, there's going to be a little more clock stuff like that. But I think he's got the ability and the talent to just put up a ton of points if he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about Josh, Josh Allen. I – what do you think – did you talk about wide receivers, Lonnie? Where, who, who do you like and where? Or do you, guys, um, who you, don't you know, like? I usually – I'll be honest with you. I always pick up – unless it's like something that's just right in your face that you can't – you know, if somebody misses on DeAndre Hopkins, who, by the way, I'm not sold on this year. Um, really? I like you know, I don't know, so man. consistent. Like, but with, with Kyler, though, Kyler's a little boy, man. I don't know. I don't know if he's like – 
if he's got what it takes, you know, Larry Fitzgerald is still there and Larry Fitzgerald just finds the ball, you know, especially for a young quarterback, but you know, it's DeAndre Hopkins, man. He's good. You know, I mean, he played with Dan Orlovsky and, and still had a good season. You know? <laughs> yeah, dude. His so, kid is going to be um, fine with Kyler Murray scrambling. I think he'll be able to get him the ball, especially just a couple more seconds, dude. Sure. I mean, that's difference. definitely going to be one that I circle, you know, to watch is DeAndre Hopkins and the, the Cardinals in general. Yeah. Um, but me, I mean, every year I've drafted, unless it's, you know, Antonio Brown sitting pretty that somebody skipped on him or, you know, an Antonio Brown-like like person. Um, I always go running back, quarterback, and then wide receiver. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's usually my strategy. Again, unless it's somebody that I cannot pass up on just because of their their ceiling. All right. So, who are the guys you can't pass on in the second round? So who's okay? So like a DeAndre, uh, Michael Thomas for sure, especially in a PPR you can't league. Pass that, right? No. How about a Tyreek Hill? Second round. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I pick him up in the second. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember exactly his stats, but is he is he a big play receiver or is he really like catching a lot of balls throughout the game? He's mostly um, play, but we have big play bonuses in our league. So okay. he actually his value should be a little bit higher in our league probably just because of the big play bonuses that we have. Um, they're not huge. Yeah. They're they're there. Like there's a couple. I'm, like but I'm I would just be worried about Tyreek Hill getting triple covered this entire season. So. I don't think you can. They have too many other weapons. And well, that's you, also true. I just I don't think Travis you can ball out. Like <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, who people always forget about. Yeah. Um, so Tyree kills. He's a boomer bust kind of guy, though. I mean, not boomer mm-hmm. bust. Like he's gonna give you a lot of points. He will win you your week, like some. Sure. And then some weeks he's gonna come up a little bit short. So I feel like if you're taking a guy like that, especially high, then the rest of your guys need to be the consistent kind of guys, you know what I mean? Like, cause if he lets you down, you still want to be able to win that week, but he will, he'll blow the doors off and he'll give you 30 sometimes. Right. And, you know, and like just nobody else has a chance unless they have like a Derrick Henry week or something like that. And then we've also got some rookies who are for sure going to end up in the top 10 by the end of the year. Just, it just mm-hmm. depends on who it's going to be. So what do, who do we like for rookies? Uh, any positions? What do you guys, who are you excited about? I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I think I'm a little biased, but I have a big hopes on CeeDee Lamb this year. I think he's going to do very good things. Yep, I think he's, he's exciting. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they're talking about him at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round for running back. Okay. Remind me what team he's on he again? Just, oh, he's uh, the Chiefs, starting running back. The Chiefs, right, 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 <laughs> right, right. So that offense, he catches the ball. He's, you know, everyone's putting him, like, right in that – Bottom of the top tier running backs because they don't know. You know, it's still a rookie. Right. But, you know, I mean, those, for some reason, for whatever reason, those rankings usually hold pretty true. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. when Ezekiel Elliott, it was his rookie year. I think he was the number two running back on the board and then had, and then ended up being the number one fantasy running back. So um, Saquon, the same thing, his rookie season, he was like listed number three, number two. You know, running back play is of all the positions translates the best from college to the NFL. Like you can see a running back in the, in college and be like, okay, he's probably going to do very well do in well. the NFL. Whereas a receiver or quarterback, it can be a little different, but yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. What do you think? Worth Depends on AJ Green, man. Is AJ Green back this year? AJ Green's back. They drafted a first round wide receiver 
Tyler Boyd looks good. They got Joe Mixon who catches it out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Do they still have Giovanni Bernard? Yeah, he's going to be their backup, but he's, you know. He catches. He does catch. So does Mixon. Mixon's going to be one of those guys. Mixon's one of those guys who not a lot of people are talking about being like a high pick, but Mixon could be a first rounder, probably should be a first rounder because what they, what they say they're going to use, how they are going to use him. They're talking mm-hmm. about him being like the way the Steelers used to use uh, Le'Veon Bell. Like, sure. He's a three down back and they want to ride him. And he's got, he's built kind of the same ways as Bell. Um, yeah. Like he can catch. Just, he can catch. He can run. He's wildly talented. And they want. He's the focal point of their offense, and he's going to be on the field all the time. I think you just uh, you just picked one of my dark horse picks there. Thank you, Nick. That Joe was good Mixon. advice. There you go. I, I'll tell you this: I drafted Joe Mixon two seasons in a row, and he's let me down. He's inconsistent. Really? Yeah, dude. I don't. Yeah. If he overall his season averages will look good, but I promise you, there are like games and weeks where he just takes off. I don't know sure. what it is. Like, well, I know what it is. Fall it's being out. in fucking Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> he gives up. I, that's a, Or they, the coaches don't play him. Wouldn't you? Obviously. Huh? I said, wouldn't you? If you played for Cincinnati, <laughs> yeah. I would. I mean, who was their quarter? Who if they had playing quarter? Like, Andy Dalton's not going to – and without – The red rifle? He, he was looking at loaded boxes. This year, they're uh, hopefully, theoretically going to be, you know, loaded at receiver – He's going to mm-hmm. open up the, the front seven, and then he's going to have some room to run. And Joe Burrow, they think he's going to be better. So They also they used to have a pretty decent offensive line, but I think that mm-hmm. that offensive line kind of disappeared. Um, but, uh, you know, it's all, we'll see, man. We'll see how Joe Burrow does. I'm very excited for him. I think he's going to, do, he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, let's talk about tight ends. Tight ends is it's always an interesting subject. You got any any first round tight ends, even the top guys. First round, no. Second round, I don't. I don't believe in tight ends as first round, dude. Tight ends are like fourth ends. options for me. <laughs> uh, when I see someone draft, someone's gonna draft Travis Kelsey in the first twenty, and I'm gonna be so happy. Those are like waste of a pick every time, dude. They yeah. don't outscore. Like maybe they're on par with some receivers, but not a round one receiver. It does not compare. <laughs> I've had Kelsey in the past, and he's won me a lot of games. I've I had him last year with Patrick Mahomes, so I had both of them, and uh, that 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 worked out well. Some some weeks, some weeks it didn't. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, again, tight ends is another one where there's like there's two that are worth taking high in the first couple rounds, and then everybody else, and then also every single year you have a George Kittle. You or a Tyler Eifert, somebody that just comes from obscurity and becomes one of the highest paid players in the league the next year. Uh, I know of one who I kind of don't want to mention. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck it. I'll mention it. The guy that plays for the Ravens. I can't think of his name right now, but he had Maybe an amazing Hurst. season. Was it? No, Mark Andrews. Yes. That's he not a ball last year. Yeah, and ball. just because of Lamar, you know, rookie quarterbacks, guys that are new to fantasy football, this is, this is a little bit of a, of, of a clue. Whenever you have a rookie quarterback, uh, their tight ends, their value increases quite a lot because they're close to the line of scrimmage. They're right in front of the running the quarterback's face. It's a quick, easy thing. Those guys usually always develop chemistry before he develops chemistry with any other receiver. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're if you got a rookie quarterback on your team and the team scores a lot of points, that tight end is definitely worth looking at. Interestingly enough, we just talked about Joe Burrow, but none of the Cincinnati tight ends are making anybody excited. Which is weird. Well, do they still have Tyler Eifert? 
No, he went somewhere else. I don't know where. Well, and he he all, always got hurt. He was he couldn't stay healthy. He was a touchdown machine when he was on the field. But so good, and he was on the. I picked him up on waivers that year that he that okay. he was doing so well. I picked him up off. I mean, nobody even knew about him. Yeah. Dolphins tight end's another guy that people are talking about potentially having a breakout year. Gasecki. He's one oh yeah, he's very good. I like him. I like Gasecki. I know that's. I'm of the same opinion though. I like. Yeah, to try yeah I think you pick him up based on matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like trying to hit that gem in the late rounds for tight ends. Me too. That's a great way to win your league. It's because I had I had Kittle that year that he broke out. I don't even know if I drafted. If I drafted him, it was in like the 13th or 14th round. Sure. Something way down, or I picked him up on waivers. But I think I drafted him really, really low, and then just. After week one, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I'd be doubtful if you drafted George Kittle because nobody knew who he was until he had like one or two games in the beginning of the season, and then people yeah. started watching him. And it might have been, might have been a waiver pickup early. In, mm-hmm. early. I mean, if you drafted him, you probably just like threw a dart at oh, the yeah. board and like, oh, exactly. hopefully, yeah, it was like a TJ Hawkinson the other lot, but he never really panned out. He had a couple good games and then wasn't much. Yeah. Um, he might be tight ends definitely get o- way overvalued in fantasy football. The top tight ends sometimes yeah. get overvalued. Although in the third round, I would go Kittle or Kelsey if they're still there. Maybe, maybe. Um, third round mm, over huh? over. So let's so third round. So you got your, your starting round, running back, your starting quarterback. The way I look at it is if I'm looking at receivers in the third round, hypothetically speaking, which a lot of times I feel like I am looking at receivers in the third round, those guys put up the same – it's like drafting a receiver. They put up the same numbers as some of the top receivers. Sometimes they're better. Like uh, that's just how they are. They are drafting you're, – you're like drafting a mid-top wide receiver for points. That's how many points they score. So – yeah, if I'm looking at them and I'm like, all right, I could because I could I could also hit on a wide receiver in a later round too, and it may be more likely that I hit on a wide receiver later that has a great year that comes out of nowhere than a wide, than a tight end. So I like those guys. I like the top two. I like Kelsey and uh, Kittle in the top. And then you've also got uh, Kyle Rudolph in Minnesota. You've got Zach. Um, Zach Ertz is one. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is a, is a letdown machine, though, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. And did Wentz get hurt again? Did I see something about Wentz? I think he did. Some, all it said was soft tissue. I'm like, his, all of his tissues soft at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy, man. Just oh. can't stay on the field. He's so good. Yeah. When he's on the field, he's great. He was almost he was MVP candidate before he got hurt. Right. It's tough. What other positions should we talk about? Is that pretty much – that covers a lot of it. Don't say anything about kickers. Traders are drunk, but we love them. I don't know. Uh, again, again, you've got Kicker, two or three kickers that are that are really, really worth it. Um, everybody else, crapshoot, week yeah. to week, matchup based kind of. I kickers want to say I like you know once a guy starts kicking, I'm just gonna put him in there and leave him there. You can get Greg Zerline, great. Um, so in terms of your bench, let's talk numbers real quick um, before we move on. Numbers of total play, like so, you got two running backs, two wide receivers starting, one flex, one wide, running back, wide receiver, one flex. How many total players are you looking at for each position? So you got six bench spots, like we do. What do you want? How many you want? Two quarterbacks? Or are you willing to ride with one and then just stream a quarterback? Uh, 
for backup if you need it. I, I've done that quite a, quite often, and it almost always works out for me because you're going to get somebody, um, which will be good because we're going to have that or Kaepernick section, you know, as we go on in the season. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I mean, I've picked Ben Roethlisberger up off off the waiver wire, and then the next the next week when he I play him, he scores six touchdowns. Right. So, you know, it I. I, I'm not a big fan. Like, like last year, I hoarded Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you did. Just specifically so that nobody else could use him, you know? Um, and then when Pat, when Pat Mahomes went down, I had like six weeks of Lamar glory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was awful. So uh, that, was, that was really, you know, beneficial. But again, I took Lamar in like the 10th. You know, nobody was like really – he was a, a real shoot, you know, just like, okay, maybe he'll pan out, maybe he won't. Oh, because he didn't know um, how to throw is, the ball before last year. Huh? He didn't know how to throw the ball before last right. year. Right, exactly. They called him a running back. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, so the, to the new people watching, that's really, those rounds are really where you're going to win. Um, that's really where you can, where you can win the championship uh, is picking up these things. It really helps if you watch college football. So, like, my, I'll tell you my, my ultimate one of those ever was um, I picked up, Amir Abdullah and I picked up Todd Gurley. I knew one of them were going to, were going to pop that season. I wasn't sure which one it would be because in college football that year, Amir Abdullah played for Indiana, I believe. And Todd Gurley for Georgia, they were like going back and forth on who was breaking the record every week for the number, for the most rushing yards in a game. Um, And then Todd Gurley ended up having one of the best, seasons of a running back ever in the last like 15 years so uh those you know those guys where you're just like hmm so new people i would suggest watch some tape on uh, some of these rookies especially because we don't have a preseason uh to watch uh this year guys really will show up in the preseason and they're not gonna we're not gonna have that opportunity so go watch some tape you won't you won't be uh you won't be disappointed i promise yeah i and i also like the the whole philosophy of not not auto drafting in the late rounds. Like, don't just oh. add it in because really, like, we don't have that. You only got six bench spots. You right. have to think about this because guys are going to go on bye weeks. Guys are going to get injured. Um, Vital, what do you, what position do you like to prioritize the most in terms of your bench? Like, what do you like to have lots of backups of? Running backs for sure. Definitely. I think they have a lot of value, man. Like, if you got a deep running back core, not only do you have, like, people to get points for you, you have trading options. Mm Because people always need running backs, man. I'm so good at getting great deals off good running backs. And they get hurt. Running backs get hurt a lot, you know? Always. Every year. Absolutely. Yeah, I think last year I I did the same thing. I loaded up a running back, and then I had Baker Mayfield as my quarterback. So I ended up trading Gurley. Uh, for Russell Wilson, essentially. There might have been other players involved. Um, but it was some – I forget. I think it was Elena had Russell and some other good quarterback. She let Russ go. And it, I, I wouldn't say it's – Kyler Murray, I think it was. Yes, yeah, Kyler Murray. That's right. So I won't say it saved my season, but – I offered her a trader for the him a lot. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, he was really great last year. So, yeah, I, I'm the same way I like to stockpile running backs. Let's have a couple extra receivers. I'm not going back up tight end, I don't think. Tight end's another one of those that I'll stream uh, whenever I need to. 
Uh, unless it's late rounds, and then maybe I'll take a shot on two different ones because you don't know which tight end's going to blow, you know? Um, yeah, the, I like – sometimes I like having a couple different de- – once, like, middle of the season rolls around, I like having a couple different defenses that are playing well to swap in and out. Because I feel like by the middle of the season, once people have gone past a few bye weeks, then they start sitting on defenses. Have you noticed that? That's a thing, yeah. like – you accumulate defenses throughout the, the course of the season. Um, so that's another, like, I don't start with three defenses, but I might finish the season. I think people get lazy at doing the research on defenses too. They just like, oh, oh, I got a good defense. I'll just stick with it. Like, Yeah, no, I, I like having – I mean, I like having a good – I like having a matchup. I, I like looking at my defensive matchup and maybe having like two or three that have potentially good matchups toward the end of the season. But you got to have room for that. You, you know, you got to have not too many injuries. All right, I'm not going to – we explained head coach. Nobody ever has head coach except for my other league. We explained that in the last episode, which was – I know that was very enlightening, but we're not going to talk more about head coach position. <laughs> It is fun, though. I'm excited. I might Maybe we'll do that at some point in our league. I like it. All right, let's do some quick – we've already gone through most of these, but let's do – before we wrap this up, uh, let's do some quick draft reminders for people. Some – if you have a, anything that you can think of – we've been doing this as we go along, but if there's anything else while you're drafting, before you draft, what do you guys got for, for good advice for drafting? Uh, don't draft based on your favorite team. I've seen a lot of people really fuck themselves over in the first round with really great draft picks. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I think it was Rob, Rob Callert last year as an Eagles fan. And he might've taken, um, uh, Who not Carson think? Wentz, but he took maybe Zach Ertz in the first round. And I'm like, okay, fine. Hey, yeah. right. I want to be like an Eagles fan. Some people will take like Ryan Fitzpatrick because they're Dolphins fans in the first round. And it's like, Great. I'm happy that you're a Dolphins fan, but I cannot wait to play you because right. I'm going to destroy you, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I, this is not an emotional – I mean, no. for, Rob did. He drafted like four different positions. Eagle. He, yes. He their defense, which was okay. And his team uh, – I wish <laughs> – he tied for the second-worst record. But he still somehow managed to beat one of you guys in the first round. I don't know which of you he beat. He beat, he beat me. I think it was he me. He somehow still came out of it in third place, which is ridiculous because you're right. His draft strategy was horribly flawed. He drafted mm-hmm. all Eagles, and they shouldn't have been any good at all. No. Somehow he still managed to salvage the season. So, yeah, don't draft emotionally. I like that. Because oh, your team, let's be honest, like your team probably is going to suck this year. That's just reality situation. Whatever, whoever your team is, you think they're going to be good? They're not. So, uh, Vital, you got any good draft advice? What do you like to think about? Uh, yeah, definitely do mock drafts. Like you guys got to oh, yeah. get the practice in. If you don't feel confident, you got to get a mock draft because you'll see what happens when someone takes your next pick and then you're panicking that five minutes. Because sure. it happens during live, you're going to get fucked up. I promise you got to be able to plan and think about alternatives. Like think a couple rounds ahead. Like, yes. Cause I, I'll fuck people. I'll see that they'll need a, a receiver and there's not a good receiver for a couple rounds. And if I don't need him, I'll just take it. Like, <laughs> also, one other thing is you also, you really want to pay attention to um, ADP. That's a very big thing because uh, some guys are going to some, you know, especially in your league, uh, some guys are not going to be paying attention to ADP at all. 
And you're going to find some, you might find some real gems in the seventh, eighth, and ninth rounds that should have gone in the third or fourth, but people aren't really paying attention to where they should have gone. And you might have a, you know, that guy might save your season. Yeah, I completely agree. I look, one of the things I start to look at in the later rounds is when it comes to those kinds of guys that just kind of slip and fall and they're not big names is, is this guy going to be the number one receiver on this team? Mm -hmm. Because maybe it's not a great team. Maybe you're looking at the Jets, but like if you can get the Jets number one receiver, that's a good thing to get later in the, you know, later in the rounds. Um, So I look at, I I tend to categorize players by where they are on their team. Number one receiver for the Washington football team is not going to be a huge super scoring machine this year, probably, but they think it's going to be Terry McLaurin's the, the number one guy there. He's a guy worth picking up in the middle rounds because he's their number one guy. He's going to be their go-to. So those teams that aren't going to have great offenses, but their number one receiver, where can you find those guys in those mid to late rounds? Because sometimes they might be better than a backup for a good team. Like a sure. might be better than a Michael Gallup, um, but they might not. <laughs> They're right. in the same range. So that's something I like to take a look at. Um, what other any, anything else? One other thing that I want to say uh, that I want to talk about is like, be you know having knowledge of the game really comes into play in certain aspects. So like, uh, like if Deshaun, I don't know if the Eagles are playing the Bucks this year, but if they are, I would pick up Deshaun Jackson uh, before that game because usually when players have something to prove, they're gonna ball out. Yeah. If their if their brother died in the week before, pick yeah. them up. They're gonna ball that week. Yeah. You know, like there are certain things that add to. You know, if they're playing against an old head coach or they're playing with a guy, you know, now on, on this new team, they're playing with somebody that they played with in high school. Keep an eye out for the things that don't really show up on a stat screen. Yeah, it's a good point. I, Deshaun Jackson might actually be the, wide, the Eagles' number one wide receiver this year too. Is he really? What about um, uh, Algalor? Nelson? I think he's he's not Deshaun Jackson. I don't think No, he's not. But Deshaun Jackson's like thirty seven years old. He still can't single cover. I was gonna say is Deshaun Jackson Deshaun Jackson anymore? Right. He, he well he was for the first game last year and then he got hurt. Oh he balled for the Bucks. He had a couple good games for the Bucks last year, but he, he got hurt. He was Eagles last year. He was back on the Eagles last year. He was? He was. And he played one game. And then he got hurt, but he scored like two touchdowns yeah. and had 200 yards. I mean, he was Deshaun Jackson right. still. So if he's healthy, I think he's still one of those sneaky guys like you were talking. So about. if Todd Gurley play is playing the Rams, if you know if they're playing the Rams, especially if it if it went down dirty, like if it if it didn't end well, yeah, keep yeah. an eye out for stuff like that. You know, well, I think of the emotional players in those situations. Like, um, like uh, who's the Ravens running back? Mark. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. And he didn't even leave on bad terms. But no. if he goes back to New Orleans, I am playing Mark Ingram. I want Mark Ingram in that game. Like, you know he's just going to be so motivated to go at those guys. So, he, like, the, the real, like, the chippier. Do the Pats play the Panthers this year? No, nah, I don't think so. Do they? I don't know. I haven't looked. I got to look at the, at the schedule. Man, I'm so excited for football. I know. It feels real now. All of a sudden, just doing this this episode, now I feel like it's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is one of the reasons I was excited about Dude, this. Cam Newton is a New England Patriot. How wild is that? <laughs> it's crazy. I love it. I think it's <laughs> so exciting. It's going to be great for the team, great for the league. Um, 
Any, uh, let me see if I had some, I, I wrote a couple of things down for your, for draft advice. Yeah. I said, we've already covered most of this stuff. Do your homework. Don't, yeah. Look for the potential breakouts. Don't auto draft. Don't be lazy. If you, I, so I'm sorry, but if someone's auto drafting, I'm going to lose, I lose respect for you. Don't, oh, don't play fantasy football and auto draft. Come on. Here's one thing that we didn't talk about. And I want to mention it before we, we wrap up the show. Hot runs on a position. And this is, I'm being at the second spot, right? So we're doing a snake draft, which means I get to draft number two, and then I draft 12, 11, something like that. 12, I think. Or no, no, no. I don't draft again until like 18. Right. So between two and 18, if there's a run on a single position, more, it's, I'm more worried about in like the second or third rounds, or as we get to like third and fourth rounds. But having that gap between draft picks can be really tough because all, all of a sudden everybody could just start drafting running or uh, tight ends or quarterbacks. And yep. then all of a sudden, like there's 15 tight ends off the board or, you know, 15 quarterbacks go all in a row. And all of a sudden the five guys that you're like, I'll get one of those guys. They're all gone. So trying to plan around and to watch out for those a hot run on a single position, specifically quarterback and tight end potentially are the ones, because those are the ones where you're only playing one of those guys. Um, which is where mock drafts really help you out a lot. Yes, absolutely. Because you're going to see that what the trends are. And, and the mock draft, for whatever reason, they, are, they do capture those trends pretty well. Yeah, they'll simulate that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being flexible. Stay, try to stay flexible. Like, because when you, if you are in that middle to late rounds or if you get you know, the second round, uh, second time you go through your snake, it's like if there's somebody there that you weren't expecting to be there, take them and then just readjust your position. You know, readjust your, readjust your strategy. Um, uh, yeah, being flexible is important. Not getting too focused in on, I have to take two running backs, then I have to take a wide receiver, then I have to take a quarterback next, and then I have to do, you know, it's like, you know, see who's there. But also maybe- go with your gut is another one I would say. Like, don't overthink, you know, you've only got two or three minutes on your, you know, on the clock. Don't, you know, that, that is not the time to start doing research on stats and points <laughs> played and all this stuff and points scored last season and the season before that. You know, go with your gut. If somebody's – if you're like, oh, I should take this person over that person, I've almost always done better with the first choice, you know. The second choice is not the way to go. I agree. Vital, you got anything else on this for us? Anything else on your mind for draft advice? Uh, no, I think we got it all. <laughs> I'll tell you one of my things, though, and this is, this is me personally. Don't drink and draft. No. <laughs> and it's, I'm not saying like, yeah, have a beer while you're drafting, whatever. If you've done your homework and you're mentally prepared, whatever, have a couple of beers. It's not that, you know. But if you get hammered for your draft, like you're having, we're having a party. We're going to go up to Warren's place. If you're getting wasted, you're going to forget who you've drafted. You're, go- you're going to make – and this is – the this I see this. I've seen this multiple times. I feel like every year there's some veteran fantasy player who's like, I'm fine. I don't need it. Like, I'm just – I know what I'm doing. Like, I always fucking dominate my leagues. And they're – like, their third draft that week, and they're just like, I'm going to get shit-faced for this draft, whatever. These guys are – you don't even know what they're doing. And then all of a sudden they forget, they forget to draft running backs or wide receivers. They don't end up with – like, it, I see it every year. There's at least one person who gets too drunk for their draft, 
don't drink and draft. That's actually my strategy, but in reverse. I'm going to be – if you guys are there, I'm going to be feeding everyone shots. Oh, oh like, yeah, hey, there you shot go. time, bro. <laughs> None of them. I, right. That's my favorite thing to do. Have a good time, everyone. I'm bringing blood. I got everyone. <laughs> I like that. That's actually. I think I'm gonna bring food up and try to put everybody to sleep. Also, sure. Feed everybody before we uh, we have our draft. Just get Peter. like uh, get get Cracker Barrel to cater to cater it so everybody's passed out by the fourth round. Just a bunch of turkey dinners for everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna have coffee. Would you uh, like some more mac and cheese? <laughs> Ladle it. Yeah, <laughs> gravy. Um, I'm actually genuinely concerned though because we're doing our we're doing ours at Warren's house. That's where we're doing our draft. And everybody smokes inside there. I don't smoke weed. It's going to be a fucking cloud clam bake. I need to keep my wits about me because I'm going to get contact high like as soon as I even come close to that place. Respirator. I know. I should. I should bring my scuba tank up and just, <laughs> you know, the whole time. Like, oh, fuck you guys. You're not getting me high before this draft. Get <sighs> high off oxygen, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I know. It, it, either way. Last year, I drafted while getting a pedicure. Now that sounds great. I would love on that. my phone. I was just like, like, like king of the castle. Oh, I was like, man. yeah, take him, take him. Yeah, that sounds glorious. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. All right, so um, let's wrap up the draft special. Thank you guys for listening. We hope we did a good job of confusing the hell out of you before you go into your fantasy draft this week. I think everybody's mostly, for the most part, everybody's drafting. Uh, this coming week, I've got two drafts. I've got Monday, and then ours is on Tuesday. Do you guys have a couple different drafts you're doing this week? I got. My, I have another league, but I, I texted him like a week and a half ago, and he was like, "Oh, what, 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 what. he's like, are we even playing?" So I got to hit him up again and light a fire. Amateurs. What about you? Seriously, bro, we've done this league like eight years in a row already. It's like, like, why do I? I have to do it every summer. Why are, yeah, why are you the guy? Just take over. Seriously, what that's what that is. What I'm going to do? I'll just be the commissioner. I'm actually in the same situation. Oh, what you you, you haven't yeah, heard? Yeah, the that I've been playing in five years, no one's like responding or trying to form up. And this is like a big, bigger money league that we play. I'm like, no one's into it. What's up? Like, I yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me at all. Like that's why we put the contingencies in case we don't have a league. But like, let's go. Let's let's proceed as as though we do have. A right you know football season because well we, we got something better to do yeah exactly you know? what are we gonna do sit around and talk to each other on zoom all day the next time we do this our next uh episode is going to be kickoff our kickoff special september 10th thursday night football you're gonna we're gonna have the chiefs and the texans Ooh, you guys what a game Oh, it's going to be fun. I, it's going to be great. I love oh, wow. this season. Is that in Arrowhead or is that in uh, Houston? It's got to be. Oh, it has to be in Arrowhead. It's Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, it has to be. But there's, gonna, there's not going to be a crowd, I don't think. So it's going to be very interesting, man. I think they might be allowing some fans. Like 10,000 or something. Maybe, yeah. There are a few teams that are doing that. I think the Chiefs might be one of them. They're, it's an outdoor stadium, so they're a little bit more uh, less susceptible. And it's also in the middle of the country. And, right. You know that's the loudest stadium on planet Earth? Yep. Yeah, they've been going back and forth with Seattle for a while. With Seattle. Yeah. Wild. So we're going to do – yeah, we're going to do – and, and we'll be able to get you all ready because it's the first game of the week. Normally we're going to be doing the last game of the week uh, mm-hmm. to wrap up the fantasy. So this is going to be week one, game one. We're going to talk 
all about who you're playing, who's starting, who's playing that night, because that game is going to have tremendous fantasy implications all oh, over yeah. the board. Almost everybody should have somebody in that game probably sure. in one of your leagues. So it should be a lot of fun. And that'll be the first night that we do DraftKings together. So we're going to play DraftKings on Thursday night against each oh, other, nice. right? against anybody else who wants to play with us. Find us on DraftKings at FantasyDE. Um, if you want to play against us, we're probably just going to do low stakes, you know, a few bucks, and then hopefully we can get some sponsorship at some point and have like a, a decent prize. But like with free entries, that's the that's the goal eventually with the DraftKings thing. So we'll see you guys Thursday night, September tenth. Good luck, have fun, make good decisions drafting. All right, I'll see you guys. See you soon. Soon.